For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Kip Carafi's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Today, I'm going to be talking with Anna. She's co-hosting with me, but first I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care. They recruit the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. Wonderful. Okay, Anna, I'm so, so glad to have you here and to talk about something really fun with you. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome. 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 So we're we're Welcome on this you, series about reading, which is one of our favorite topics. Well, I think welcome is a great way to start this episode. And can I read you something, just surprise you with what I'm going to read, see if you recognize oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's about hospitality. It isn't busy entertaining, but instead welcomes dropping guests to join the daily pageantry of family life. <laughs> you know what that's from? I do. I recognize it. <laughs> when you said we were going to talk about cooking, I went through and I realized that for me, I don't collect cookbooks, but the cookbooks I have are really personal, which makes sense. <laughs> Food is personal. It tastes different to everyone. And we all have things we love to cook and things we hate to cook and things we associate with our grandma because she cooked them for us. Okay. You so got to tell people from, where that's from. So that's from my one of my very first cookbooks ever, which... It was just the family recipes that you just, you picked the ones you thought were canonical, were the the family recipes, and you put them all in a little self-published book with a spiral binding. And so the first (laughs) sentence that I left out, because I wanted you to have to guess, is Camp Crafty is is not a place, it's a lifestyle. And now we're going to talk about hospitality all these decades later. And that's yeah. the intro to that first little cookbook that I have a copy of that you gave me when I was a little kid. Yeah, I you the know original what? copy I you gave that me. And sell it or give it to? I should just give it to people for signing up for our website at kathycrafty.com. But I I can't even do that because I'm so dingy about ingredients and the way I cook is t- the recipes are different every time. Oh, we have half of these recipes have because, no, huh? Half those re- these recipes don't have measurements, Mom. It's just a list of ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have that because my brother uh, asked for it. And so I put that, pulled that together, oh, my gosh, probably, I don't know, 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. but, but that's hilarious that you came. And, and you know what's funny? That, that What we wrote about hospitality and our family philosophy is still so true. And I actually looked at that when I was – thinking about what do I want to put on our website about how our family thinks about life. So that's hilarious that you picked that. I didn't even think of that. You're, you're just so great at this, Anna. Okay. Well, so yeah, that's a big surprise. 
Huh? As we're talking about as we're talking about cooking, and there's so much in our family about cooking and, and so many dear yeah. ideas and thoughts about hospitality. But I love this other line from the same little introduction. And this is true. I remember you saying this. Please, it says, it's about living by the motto, please join us for lunch. We don't know what we're serving, but there's always PB and J. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's still true today. I love to have peanut butter and jelly in the refrigerator. We were camping recently in your our refrigerator on the little camper we had rented one uh, went out and your dad had bought peanut butter and I was so excited. I just love peanut butter sandwiches. Okay. So um, I want to read, I want to read a new definition of hospitality or hospitable. So our definition of hospitable is learning about how to devote yourself. That is open your life to others. That's what being hospitable really is about opening your life to others. I I love, I'm still reading from that same thing, Mom. It's amazing how 30 years ago you could write something and we could live it. Um, <laughs> this last line of that intro is, it's about letting God choose our friends for us and then rejoicing at the marvel of His handiwork in each one. I'm going to tear up because that is exactly who I want to be. Yeah, yeah. Marveling at each and every person. I regularly have people come into my life and I look at them and I think they are so different from me. I don't understand them at all. And then they come back into my life over and over again and I'm like, okay, God, I, I get it. This is my friend that you have gifted me. They're a gift from you because this is not someone I in a million years would have picked for myself. And it's so dear the way he does that. Well, I'm just going to give an example and, and that we really are going to talk about reading, but one example is of people that God just gives you. I'm going to make him blush, but my friend Roy Bryan is the producer of the show, and he is always behind the scenes. And so y'all don't hear all the funny things that happen because I'm so dingy. Things that happen behind the scenes, like in the break, I can't find my microphone, and I've muted myself accidentally or just crazy stuff. And Roy is such a dear friend, and I know if we had ever seen each other on the street or at a gathering – we probably would have laughed at, I mean, maybe enjoyed each other, but maybe never even discovered each other. So anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting happy smiley faces on my feed uh, here. So I know, Roy. I, knew, <laughs> I know Roy's such a champion. Okay. So let's talk about how reading and recipes go together on a, you're an educator. You know, a lot about teaching kids oh. to read. Talk to me a little well, bit about recipes and kids. Well, everybody who's been in a kitchen with a kid knows they want to stir and they want to pour things and measure all that stuff. Like innately, it's all doing and and they get antsy. Like yeah. you can hardly keep them still the first few times you actually let them do it, but counting. And as kids start yeah. associating words and sounds with images and reading, you, you know, you can make lists, you can write numbers big. We're going to put two of all these ingredients in and let them count them themselves I often pre-measure things for my kids, and then, you know, they get to count and dump, and oh, yeah. I get to do the measuring part so we don't waste ingredients. But, yeah. um, but things that are, you know, like if you, if you need a specific number, that's, I love to let them do the counting part. And then as they get a little older, numbers are easy to read. It doesn't involve sounding something out. It is identifying one single shape. And so that, too, is a lovely intro lovely kind of segue into something like this and kids can memorize recipes do you remember will and his secret special potato salad recipe oh, that yeah. he made for a while that you taught him and yeah. that didn't involve a recipe card he memorized that thing and then he made improvements on it till he liked it 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't thought about his potato salad in a long time. We need to get him to do that for us. And, and I, maybe I write also, it down I, for the family cookbook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might need to expand it to the next generation. Well, okay. So I have, I have a couple of, you know me, I'm going to have a quote. I pulled this one from Dick Van Dyke. He was a comedian comedian and actor when I was a child and I just love what he said about recipes so this is going to crack you up it doesn't have anything to do with food just knowing you don't have the answers is a recipe for humility openness acceptance forgiveness and an eagerness to learn and those are all good things now he was such a funny funny man but apparently he had this very serious side that he understood humility openness acceptance forgiveness eager to learn and, i mean what a great list and that's a very hospitable person and not just that mom but you can learn all that stuff while you're cooking because think of all the disasters you've had in the kitchen i uh-huh. my children actually yeah. look at me now when i say i'm making toast and they say oh mom you're so good at burning it <laughs> <laughs> it's your specialty and they remind well, me not to burn the toast because it's my best kitchen skill, apparently. Most dramatic one. <laughs> blackened toast. That's what I always say. I'm making blackened chicken. But well, um, if you cook okay. enough, you will be a humble person. And if you have enough, you'll have opportunities to be hospitable if you learn to cook. Yeah. And you know what else one I like of, about that? It also demonstrates uh, as you're working on some of those reading skills, you can also be teaching your children what it means to be very gracious and hospitable because, you know, people can be very territorial territorial about their kitchens, Anna, as you and I both that's, know. Okay, that's a perfect segue. I have yeah. my mother-in-law's recipe book in front of me. And she, oh. in the most gracious way possible, when I was engaged, I may not have even been married yet to Drew, she offered me the family recipes. She didn't want to burden me with them. Like, you need to cook the way I do so my son will like it. That was not her attitude. She was very careful to make sure oh, I didn't yeah. think it was her attitude. But she offered me all these recipes, and some of them have, they're marked with, this is Drew's favorite cookie. This is so that I would be able to host, to to communicate my love to my husband and what I was cooking wow. from the minute I started. Isn't that dear? And I then love that. they gifted my husband with this dear thought, and this is my father-in-law. He made, I don't think there's any other word for it, every single time Dee cooked for the, her family. Somewhere along the way, Scott figured out it was a good idea, and he had those boys thank her. Aww. And they didn't always do it with the most thankful tones of voices, I'm told. But they said, thank you, Mom, for the food Aww. every single time she cooked for them. And, you know, he's done it. that for me our whole marriage. Aww. Thank you for you the know food. What? And he's doing it with our kids. And he's teaching our whole family quotes him. After every meal, we say, oh, that was the oh, best yeah. meal I ever ate. That's because he, he said it one day, and I thought he did it, and I was a little disappointed. I thought that was a pretty bad meal. I can't believe that's the best thing. He he really likes that the best. <laughs> well, he did it to you the first but time on vacation. He's so sweet. Okay, we have to go to break. I hate to interrupt you. I think that's a good no. spot, stopping spot. Anyway, if you're listening in and you're wondering where you can get all this great information, I don't want you to have a wreck or fall off your recumbent bike. We'll put it in a blog, and you can sign up for our blogs. They come to you free. You get all the interviews, all the all the ideas that Anna and I trade back and forth, plus all the great interviews we do with all these amazing people. We're getting so many downloads on these shows. It's kind of um, humbling for us and really amazing. So we're Thrilling. so thankful. Yeah, we're really thankful that you're sharing 
these great messages that we're bringing you from people that we admire. Um, and so you can find all that at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And that's where we speak truth with a Texas twang. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Anna, I have a really great chimichurri sauce, and I have some ideas oh. about the kind of things you teach your kids to enjoy eating together as a family. And some fam- I have one other family recipe I'm going to share. So stay with us. We'll be right back. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey there. Welcome back. We are talking about recipes and ways that food can be incorporated into teaching your child to love, love to read. And, and there's just so many ways that things in the kitchen cookbooks, they always have great pictures in them. Sometimes they have little drawings. I mean, you could even let your child uh, color in there. I don't want to forget to talk about food festers, Anna, and how help it, letting them cook themselves helps. We mentioned that Will is an excellent cook and, and has special recipes. Besides potato salad, there are a number of things that, that he makes now that are just sort of his things that we always ask for. Okay, so I have a great quote. I looked this guy up. His name is Pat Conroy. He is author of Prince of Tides, and he had so many other titles there, too numerous 
to name, but I, I do remember Prince of Tides was a very um, engaging and almost, uh, it was a really thought-provoking and sad book to me, very amazing story. But here's what he said. A recipe is a story that ends with a good meal. <laughs> Unless you don't read carefully and precisely. <laughs> and then you could get a reputation like burnt toast, like I do. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, so during the break, you were talking about the kitchen and reading and getting kids in the kitchen, how that helps them read. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I don't know anyone who's ever met a kid who wasn't motivated by food. They're just hungry. Yeah, they need true. fuel for their bodies. And so giving them um, a little bit of freedom in the kitchen to read the recipe themselves and to, to emphasize with them precision and careful reading and, you know, measuring twice, making sure you have your count. If you don't, remeasure. Um, but then letting them mess up a few times. <laughs> Food is very motivating for kids because they're always hungry. And yeah. when it is successful... It's so obvious, and they get to bless other people, and they, they get that the applause of other people being fed. And then some of us are just made to feed people, like Mimal. And I, I used to tell people, and my college friends, when I bring them home, I'd be like, my mom will offer you something to eat or drink until you say yes. So if you're not <laughs> hungry or thirsty, just say yes to the first thing she offers. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is so funny. I didn't even know I was doing it. It's brilliant. You were very hospitable. So I just warned people. I was like, she, it's not that she's forcing it upon you. It's that she, she's designed to feed people. It's part of her innate who she is. So just if you're not hungry or thirsty, just say yes to the first thing. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is it's honestly because I forget. I get so engaged in visiting with people that I forget to offer them food. So that's probably, I just overcompensate by getting that out of the way so we can focus well, on the fun stuff. Okay, so another? talking about kids and how hungry they are. Reminds me, I brought this fabulous recipe. I don't usually share other people's recipes, but I do want to share this one. And I want to tell you where I got it. The gal who wrote this recipe is named Karina. And her, I don't know her, so if you happen to know her, please send her to me. I want to interview her. But her her website is Cafe, C-A-F-E, Delights, D-E-L-I-T-E-S. Like, you know, light, not heavy. So, um Miss, like that's kind of how they misspell it now when it has to do with food. So cafedelights.com. And I want you to look for a chimichurri sauce. I'll probably put the link. I will put the link to that in my website, in my blog this time with this uh, podcast. So you'll be able to find it real easy if you sign up for my blog. Uh, and if you, if you do, you'll get all this great free stuff that we do, all the interviews. It's tons of great stuff. You'll want to share it with your friends. I think people must be doing that, Anna, and I'm so grateful. So but I have two more two more motivators on reading in the kitchen. Can I okay, share? Can I just I really yes, can it. I can I finish the chimichurri thing? So oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I thought that was it. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I picked that particular recipe is I personally love it. You can put it on. I eat it with bread. You can also put it on steak. David loves it that way. It's just delicious. But what I like about it for kids, it's very simple. It's all, it's a lot of chopping, which if your kids are a little older, they love to try out knives. So you have to really watch them on that, but you can let them, you could pre-chop and let them mix it in with the garlic and the chimney, the parsley. What I like about it, it is light, but also it's so, it's so point, po is poignant the right word, pungent in your mouth 
I think children really love those. Yeah, they. I'm sitting here saliva. I, I'm salivating talking about this recipe. It is so good. So look for that on Karina's website. Uh, it's called CafeDelights.com. Okay, now, whatever you want to talk about, honey, I just want to throw that out there. Two, I have two other motivators for reading in the kitchen. Okay. We're talking about reading. Yeah. And, and, and in the past, so this, this is just a brief one, but we've talked about what motiv- one of the motivators for reading is to get the story and yeah. to tell your own story. And when I went through my cookbooks, as you told me this is what we're going to talk about, I found that I have multiple generations of cookbooks. I have one oh. from my great-grandmother in oh. Minnesota. Um, <laughs> like, it's her church cookbook from Minnesota. And oh. so isn't that interesting? And, I mean, her name's in it. Like, I found the recipe she donated to the group. I'm going to have to try it because that oh. will be, like, like history, family history I can put in my mouth. Please tell and me then, it's a cookie recipe. She made the best cookies. Probably. I didn't. I can't remember. I think it might be cake. It's something sweet. I mean, I, I think that's all she ever cooked was sweets. And then according <laughs> to family lore. And then I have your sorority cookbook because you and Ellen gave it to me in college. Oh, I, and that's interesting. I have a copy of The Cooking Through Rose Colored Glasses, which is the local Junior League of Tyler cookbook, which I've, I – I don't have Meemaw's copy, but when I cook out of this cookbook, I think of my Meemaw because I think it's the only cookbook she ever used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is probably. Cooking Through Rose-Colored Glasses could be the best cookbook in the whole world. It's all the Southern classics under one cover, and it's every name in Tyler from generations. Like, it's such a dear thing to me. And then I have a Mops group cookbook and a Medical Alliance cookbook from different friends. And so it's this whole family. Like, it's all these the cookbooks are associated with people and stories and families and food and flavors and smells are such good memory triggers. I just feel that that is very, to me, that's a motivator to make the food and in this case to read. Okay. You know what? My other one. Let, remind me uh, next time Beth is over here just to let her pick up, pick out any cookbook and take it home with her. Just remind me to do that. Okay. And, and if Jason wants one, he can have one too. So here's another one. I okay. have a science book in my kitchen with my cookbooks Ooh. because for this, for this summer, because my son loves science and Beth is all about concoction, you know? So I oh, asked my yeah. science teacher friend at school, I said, these are the ages of my kids. Do you have a book that's like the one? And so she gives it to me and it's essentially just kitchen chemistry and with funny kid pictures and simple recipes. And then all the science terms defined in such a way that I, as a non-scientist, can read those definitions to my kids 10 times while they mix the three ingredients together that I pre-measured for them because they're four and six. And um, I but I can read those science definitions to them while they do that and they can learn it. And and big words. So my son probably could read a, a few sentences on each of these recipes as a six-year-old. Wow. Um, but they're very short recipes. And, and so that's another motivator. Like he's going to want to make slime this summer. And Beth is going to want to make it in three colors of pink. And that'll be very motivating to them to read these. Anna, that's genius. I'm so glad you thought to mention science books in the kitchen. Because that well, really goes so well with what we're talking about. This idea of instructions, an orderly way of presenting and creating things so that they understand if you mix it one way, it'll be this. But if you add heat, it'll be something entirely different. I just think that's genius to add the science piece in there, too. And and the math. I mean, you already mentioned that. But that's especially for small children, but even big ones, fractions. You get fractions in the kitchen. converting. 
all the conversion of measurements because oh, of different yeah. recipes. Well, yeah. and, and then on another level, if you do whatever your kid loves most, whether it's food or science or stories about family while you're cooking and they're standing there, if you make your kids welcome in your kitchen, that yeah. will give them um, a platform from which someday to welcome other people into their lives and hearts and homes. It will be they are one of the hosts or hostesses, and, and they will, when they have their own home, that will just be a natural thing for them. So. Yeah, I can't remember which one, maybe you can, the conversation we had about the way that women had impacted you by sitting in their kitchens um, and just yeah. talking to these great women you Safe had in places. your life, um, a generation before us. So uh, just, uh, do you know which episode that was? I can't I remember. I don't remember what we, what else we were talking about that day, but I yeah kitchens are very powerful places of hospitality and reading. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I'll look for that and put it in the blog. So if you're if you're wishing, I could do that off the top of my head. I can't, but I will research it. I'm making and myself a note to add. Do we that. have another two minutes? Because I just had another thought. Yeah, I'm not getting any so, signals from Roy, but you know me, I'll probably right. miss it when he does them. So. <laughs> The, um, another thing that's interesting about a kitchen and reading in a kitchen is I am an artistic person, so I often cook by feel. But when I get a oh. new recipe, I have to be very precise. And the kitchen is one of the places I learned that, you know, my sister measures. She's the one who she measures her flour. She taps the bottom to make sure there's no air, and then she slices the top <laughs> off with the edge of the knife. So it's perfect every single time. It's exactly the way it was the time before and the time before that, the recipe. Okay, that's not my giving me the two-minute warning. I knew it would be coming. Okay. <laughs> but but so for both, whether your kid is very precise naturally or very artistic and, and maybe sloppy, I don't know what else you call me, but either way they <laughs> lean, you can strengthen the other leaning in their hearts and in their brains and the way they read in the kitchen. Bring balance. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And also teach them to appreciate other people's styles. Because yes. speaking of styles, one of our best uh, best chocolate chip cookie recipes ever was given to us by a dear friend whose last name is Styles. He and, definitely um, tops the top off still, the flour. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll probably start salivating again. I don't know if we can do many of these episodes that involve food on it. It just makes me hungry. <laughs> well, okay. I, I know we're going to have to close this up. We only have a couple of minutes. So here's the bottom line for us. What, what we want you to know is, even if your your child is struggling to read, as Anna actually did struggle the first year of reading oh in first and yeah. well into second grade, there are all these fun things you can do with your children anyway that will really prepare them to be readers. So we don't want you to be discouraged about reading. We really want you to be able to share and think outside of the box. You might not get this kind of uh, tutoring in the classroom on how to teach your child to read, but we think it's a really great way, and we use all these different uh, creative options and approaches at our house and we know they work so we just want to share that with you in case there's something here that you want to take away we sure want your kids to come away loving books and reading as much as we do now you can find all this on kathy crafty c-a-t-h-y-k-r-a-f as in frank v as in victor e as in edward.com anna i'm thinking about sharing in fact I, i'll just commit to this i'm going to type up my dipping nachos recipe i'll actually try to put measurements in it and everything and <laughs> i'm just i'm just going to share it so that if you sign up for our blog our free interviews and all the stuff we send out just once a week we won't swamp your email box and we won't share your email with anyone else but if you sign up for it i'll give you this this recipe 
Camp Crafty's Dipping Nachos. They are so easy and fun for kids to make. They might become your child's favorite recipe that he makes himself. So we want to do that for you. Don't forget, you can find all that at kathycrafty.com. And we want you to know we love you, and we're so glad you listened in. So thanks for listening in. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Keith.